0: Good afternoon and welcome to the week nine wrap-up entitled the end of the first quarter. Monday the 16th will be the final day of the first quarter of the 23-24 school year, uh, leaving us with much to celebrate and much more to overcome. Happy Friday. Thank you again for the hard work and effort in week nine. As mentioned in the heading, our our, our current state of progress is clearer and even though we have some data sets yet to be complete, our target dashboard is complete and useful for keeping track of our district's overall progress. Our work is cut out for us as we strive to reach our performance targets. So please follow the link in the text there to take a look at that. This week's wrap-up has no overall theme, but will be a hodgepodge of information. The Right to Read. The Right to Read film by LeVar Burton was screened for the attendees of the Arkansas Association of Educational Administrators Fall Conference this week. There's a link about it in the text, although I think it's not active at this time, but there's information about future screenings. The right to read is being referred to as the greatest civil rights issue of our time, and the film focuses on the use of structured literacy and science of reading practices as the key to schools being able to give our disadvantaged youth access to the American dream by making certain they are able to read. It is important that each of us see this film and understand how it will impact our educational system, not just in Arkansas, but around the nation, as many states have already experienced. The science of learning. We are all familiar with the science of reading, but be prepared for another research-based professional development called the science of learning. The science of learning, like the science of reading, is the understanding of how our brains really learn. The foundational theory and the next big thing in education is the cognitive load theory. There's a link to some information about it in the text. Swellers' cognitive load theory is a well-known educational theory that focuses on how cognitive load, or the mental effort required for learning, impacts the learning process. The theory emphasizes three types of cognitive load. One, Intrinsic cognitive load. This is the inherent complexity of the learning material itself. Some topics or tasks are naturally more complex and demanding on cognitive resources. Two, extraneous cognitive load. This is the cognitive load imposed by the way information is presented or the learning environment. Poorly designed instructional materials or confusing teaching methods can increase extraneous cognitive load and hinder learning. Three, germane cognitive load. This is the cognitive load that is actually beneficial for learning. It represents the mental effort invested in making sense of the new information and integrating it with existing knowledge. The the goal of cognitive load theory is to reduce extraneous cognitive load and optimize germane cognitive load. This can be achieved through instructional design that presents information in a clear and organized manner, minimizes distractions, and provides appropriate guidance. By doing so, students can focus more on understanding the content and less on struggling with the presentation. Eric Saunders from the DESE, has published a book through Solution Tree called Stick the Learning. This book ties cognitive load to further concepts such as desirable difficulties. This sounds similar to familiar terms to us such as productive struggle and rigor. However, this is about balancing the cognitive load within your lessons so real learning occurs. Here are some key takeaways. Retrieving information from students is more effective than putting information in one-third of the time should be providing new information and two-thirds of the time making them recall it. CFAs should include formally introduced standards along with new ones so the recall continues throughout the school year. When planning lessons, do not let rigor override student ability and do not let engagement strategies override the quality of the lesson. Closing. I want to thank Danny Minton, Charles Morgan, Craig Bentley, Mark Hobson, Christine Alvin, Dax McMillan, and Callie Gates for putting together and being a part of our groundbreaking ceremony for the Hensley Activity Center this morning. Their work and their words are much appreciated. I also want to thank Patty Pate, our retired gifted and talented coordinator, for helping Miss Sims put on a Quiz Bowl tournament. The tournament helped or the tournament she helped organize raised over $3,000 for our GT program. The Bearcats take on Malvern in Malvern tonight. If you can't make the trip, you can stream the game live on the Bearcat Foundation YouTube page, which is linked in the text. Last night was a big night in Jim Rackley Gymnasium as our volleyball teams hosted box site for a throwback night. Janice Horton, former volleyball coach and Mina Middle School counselor, was honored along with the 2014 state champion volleyball team. Both junior and senior lady cat volleyball teams won their matches, too. Next week will be a busy homecoming week and includes our book fairs at Holly Harshman and Louise Durham. We also have the b Pro, Be Proud truck coming to visit Meena High School. There's a link if you don't know what that's all about. At Meena Public Schools, our students are prepared, our staff is supported, and our community is confident. Have a great weekend.